turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Under the Antichrist in this commercial system, which is just feeding people's addiction to pleasure and self-indulgence, it's going to be part of the mainstream economy, selling people, human trafficking, prostitution, pornography, all of it is going to just, you know, there's no longer a restraint in the world at this point. The restrainer has been removed. When you look at the immorality of our world, restrained isn't the first word that comes to mind. Even just watching a half hour of so-called family-friendly TV or a couple of videos on YouTube, and the content will inevitably assault your moral values in some way. This world is permitting new evils every day, and it's hard to watch. But as Pastor Dan will point out in today's message, according to the book of Revelation, the wickedness we see is being restrained and will be unrestrained during the end times. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Unrestrained sexual indulgence, it has the idea of being addicted to pleasure. And so this is describing the economic system during the last days. During the tribulation period, the world will be addicted to pleasure and hedonism and excess and extravagance and materialism. And again, you can see parts of that in the culture today to a smaller degree, but, but during the tribulation period, this will be the system. This will be the world at that time. You know, uh, before the tribulation begins and before the Antichrist comes to power, the Bible tells us that the church will be raptured to heaven. The church will be removed from the earth. And Second Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us that that which is restraining the world right now, restraining the morality of the world, will be removed. Now, the, the world that we live in today is restrained morally, believe it or not. This, this is the restrained version of the world. And before the tribulation begins, God will remove that restraint. He's no longer going to hold it back. And so the world will become unrestrained morally, unrestricted. The commerce, the economic system of the world will be unrestrained morally. And there will be many people who make a lot of money selling the world pleasure and selling the world excess and indulgence, self-indulgence. Just as right now, again, kind of in the shadows of our economy, there are a lot of people making a lot of money selling people pleasure 
and excess and extravagance. You know, Jesus said that the last days will be like the days of Noah. And he said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, he said, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. You know, man will be living for pleasure, self-indulgence during the tribulation period leading up to the time when Jesus Christ returns. Uh, look at verse 4. Verse 4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plague. So here we see in verse 4 that God speaks to his people, he speaks to believers, and he calls his people out from commercial Babylon. He calls his people out from the worldliness and the carnality it represents. And he says here, do not take part in her sins. You know, God has, has redeemed us by the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, and he has called us out of the world, the Bible says. He's called us out of the world's system, out of the world's ways, out of the world's morality. And he's called us to live a separate life, to be separated from the world, to be holy because God is holy. And we shouldn't compromise with the world's system. We shouldn't compromise with the world's morality. Uh, We shouldn't participate in the world's addiction to pleasure and self-indulgence. In 2 Corinthians 6, it says, For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? The answer is none. Ephesians 5 says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. We shouldn't have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. 1 John 2 says, love not the world or the things of the world. And again, it's not talking about the physical world. It's talking about the world's system, the world's ways. And here here God calls his people out of commercial Babylon. And he he tells them, "Don't, don't take part in her sins. Commercial Babylon is tempting, even for Christians. It's tempting. It appeals to the flesh. It's alluring. And so it's something that we need to constantly guard against because, because, you know, commercial Babylon is always calling to us. The world is always calling to us and trying to entice us. And so we have to be guarded. Verse 5 says, For her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Babylon's sin has reached to heaven. Remember back in Genesis 11, In Babel, they tried to build a tower up to heaven, and they were unsuccessful. During the tribulation period, commercial Babylon, her sins will be piled as high as heaven. And God will remember her sins. God will remember all her iniquities when he judges the Babylonian system. Now for us, for us who have put our faith in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection, the Bible says to us that he remembers our sins no more. Isn't that good news? You guys awake at the nine o'clock service? All right. He remembers our sins no more. The Bible says uh, that our, our record of sin in heaven has been erased by the blood of Jesus Christ and our sins are forgiven by God and forgotten by God. Uh, in Micah chapter seven, verse 19, it says that God casts all of our sins into the depths of the sea. And then I like to think he puts a no fishing sign up, right? You can't get it back out once it's in the depth of the sea. 
Now, he'll remember Babylon's sin, but he doesn't remember our sins because of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. Render to her, he's speaking of the judgment of Babylon now, render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her works and the cup which she has mixed, mixed double for her. And, and, and here the word render, it means to pay back uh, or to pay back what you owe. And when God judges Babylon, he will give Babylon exactly what she deserves, is the idea here. It says, repay her double according to her works, mixed for her double. Now, why double for her works? Uh, In the Old Testament, uh, the penalty for theft was you paid back double what you stole. Uh, And so we see here with with Babylon that their punishment is that they should be uh, punished double for what they've done. It tells us that this system... Uh, will be a, a system of, of theft. Babylon will get its, its wealth from dishonest gain, from stealing from people. The commercial system will be corrupt and full of thieves. Imagine that, an economic system where there's thieves, right? The people are, are stealing from other people and robbing other people. That's exactly what the system's going to be under the Antichrist. And the measure that she glorified herself, verse 7, and lived luxuriously, in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, and will not see sorrow. And here verse 7 tells us Babylon's sin. What's her sin? Well, first of all, she glorified herself. Rather than glorifying God for her abundant blessings, Babylon glorified and praised herself. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at all the wealth that I've acquired. Look at all the great things that I've done. She glorifies herself instead of God. God shares his glory with no one. And her second sin is she lived luxuriously. And that's, that's the same root word as the word from verse 3 that means to be addicted to pleasure, self-indulgence. Her sin is she's addicted to pleasure. She's addicted to excess, this system. If you have the old King James Version, it says she lived deliciously. (laughs) She lived deliciously. Her third sin was pride, pride. She says in her heart, I sit as queen and I am no widow and I will not sorrow. I have no reason to sorrow. I have no reason to mourn. I have Uh, Nothing to repent of. I haven't done anything wrong. I've done everything right. Look at how wealthy the world is because of my system. How can you say that it's wrong? So her third sin is, is pride. Pride comes before the fall, the Bible says. Therefore, her plagues will come, notice, in one day. Death and mourning and famine. And she will be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. And we're going to see repeated throughout this chapter several times. It's mentioned that her destruction comes in one day. And the world is astonished that the whole thing collapses in a single day. And the whole world looks on and marvels that the whole economic system of the world will collapse in one day and God will burn it down to the ground in a single day of his judgment. Now, we see the reaction of people in verse 9. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning 
standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And so the kings of the earth, the, the government leaders, the politicians who, who prospered, who had, who had relations, who, who bought into this, this commercial Babylon, and they prospered economically from commercial Babylon, they will lament her fall. But notice in verse 10, notice the, these politicians are standing at a distance. <laughs> when Babylon is judged and Babylon falls, these politicians you know, distance themselves because they don't want to suffer judgment either. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Can you imagine politicians who distance themselves from someone or something that is in trouble? Something that they once had a relationship with and prospered from and got rich from. And now that everything's coming crashing down, politicians are distancing themselves from it. You can't imagine that happening, can you? <laughs> yeah, you can. So these politicians are just out to save their own necks, their own political necks. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her for no one buys their merchandise anymore. And so the merchants, the, the companies, the corporations, the business people who were making crazy money hand over fist from the system, they weep and they mourn. And they weep and mourn because they're not going to make any more money. They're not mourning for Babylon. They're not mourning because the system is collapsed. They're not mourning because the whole economy of the world is collapsing and everybody's going to suffer. They're not mourning because it's the judgment of God. They're mourning because they're not going to make any more money. Isn't that just like man? Isn't that just like mankind, man's heart? They're not concerned at all about the judgment of God. You would think that, hey, if God's judging Babylon and they participated with Babylon, that they would be concerned about their own judgment, but they're not. They're, they're concerned about their money. Verses 12 and 13 tell us the merchandise that these, these merchants sold. If you look at verse 12, it was merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple. The purple there would be the, the, the dye that was used to dye fabrics. It was very costly to produce the purple. Silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, and cinnamon, and incense, fragrant oils, and frankincense, wine, and oil, fine flour, and wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, chariots. These are all exotic luxury items. And so these are all luxury goods in that day. And then look at the end of verse 13. And 
bodies and souls of men. So human trafficking will be a part of this economic system. Now, human trafficking, again, it, it's, it's, it's part of our economy, but it's in the shadows, right? It's illegal. But under, under the Antichrist in this commercial system, which is just feeding people's addiction to pleasure and self-indulgence, it's going to be part of the mainstream economy, selling people, human trafficking, prostitution, pornography, all of it is going to just, you know, there's, there's no longer a restraint in the world at this point. The restrainer has been removed, and it's unrestrained now. You know, there's no longer going to be people standing up and protesting or fighting against these things, fighting against human trafficking or fighting against pornography or trying to keep adult, you know, uh, DVD stores out of your neighborhood and all of those things. Uh, You know, that reminds me, when we we signed the lease here, uh, there was a clause in the lease agreement that we could not sell or distribute any adult content material or pornographic material, you know, which is great with us because we're not doing that. But, uh, but there's a restraint here now. You know, there's a moral standard that's just, that's just part of the fabric of our society, an expectation. But in the tribulation, that's going to be removed. And it's all going to be unrestrained at that point. And human trafficking will be a part of the economy of Babylon. Verse 14 says, The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. The merchants of these things who became rich by her, everybody's getting rich off this system, will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And saying, alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour, in a moment, such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea stood at a distance. And they cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? And they threw dust on their heads, a a symbol of mourning and lamenting. And they cried, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich. Everybody's getting rich off this economic system. They became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she is made desolate. And so you see here the the, the political leaders, the merchants, the mariners, the shipmasters, they're all weeping and wailing because of the fall of commercial Babylon and how it's going to affect their pocketbook. And that's all they care about. It's their own wealth and how it's going to impact them. And here the economy of the world will collapse in one day. And you think about, you know, a few years back when we had the, the housing bubble 
and our economy started to collapse and how our government intervened right or wrong, you know, and there were the big banks that were too big to fail. And so our, our government, again, right or wrong, bailed them out so that they wouldn't fail. You know, the governments of the world aren't going to be able to pull that off in the tribulation period. You know, the things that are too big to fail are going to fail during the tribulation period. The whole thing's going to collapse in a day. And all, all of the people who are getting rich off of it, they're all going to mourn and lament and weep because they're not going to get rich anymore. But look at, look at the response in heaven while the earth mourns. Look at verse 20. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Heaven will rejoice at the judgment of Babylon. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. This reminds us of what Jesus said back in Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. And here this angel throws this millstone into the sea or into the ocean, uh, symbolically of the destruction of Babylon. Babylon will cause the whole world to sin. Babylon will cause the whole world to sin. And so God will judge Babylon and it will be found no more. You know, just like someone who's had a millstone tied around their neck and has been cast into the sea, they'll be judged. Verse 22, the sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. There'll be no more, no more music, no more reason to celebrate. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. And the light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived. You know, the word sorcery is pharmakia. And we get the word pharmacy from this word. It's, it's speaking of drug use, uh, hallucinogenic drug use. And so I don't, I don't know if maybe that's going to be part of this economy too in the last days. It wouldn't be surprising. It's going to be all about self-indulgence. But now, you're, now you're, I mean, think about this. Now you're going to have an economy that is getting rich through human trafficking and through drugs and through uh, excess and self-indulgence where, where, again, now those things are part of the hidden economy. During the tribulation, the unrestrained world, now, now it's mainstream economy. Verse 24. And in her were found the blood of prophets and saints and all who were slain on the earth. So at this point, the religious and economic system of the Antichrist have been destroyed. And all that, it, that is left, all that remains is for Jesus Christ to return to the earth, literally, physically, to the earth, to destroy 
the Antichrist himself and his armies and to establish his righteous kingdom on the earth. And that's going to happen in chapter 19. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, If you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number once again is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and will I know because I know His voice, and it only takes Rings true.